Guys, it is Friday and welcome back to Lunch Plus. We are super excited to have you here with us because we have an awesome episode in store for you. Yes, we do. I, if you don't know who I am, my name is Barrett and I'm super excited to be here with you with... My name is George and I'm her husband. My name is George and I'm her husband. I am. <laughs> we have an awesome episode in store for you. Here's what we've got coming up today. Right now, it is family chat time. You know what that means. It's time where we connect and hang out with you after family chat right at 12 o'clock. We are going to have another installment of The Price is Right. Followed by The Price is Right, it is time for prayer. We're going to be having a few minutes of prayer and I am so excited for that. Followed by Word Snake with Pastor Brian and George, the showdown of the century that everyone's been wanting and no one knew they needed, followed by what's the word, it's going to be good, and I do apologize that I didn't greet you properly, buddy, buddy outed me in the comments, he's like, you didn't even say hi, hello, I love you, you're wonderful viewers, you, you are, are. thank you, you very so much, much. <laughs> we're very excited to be here with you, go ahead, and as you're hopping on, comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from, so that we can say hello yes. back and forth with you. And for every viewer watching that is a veteran that was any, any type of service member on today for 9-11, the, the day that September 11th happened back in 2001, we just want to thank you for your service. Thank you for everything. George was in the military for 20 years. Do you have anything that you'd like to say? We just want to say thank you for all the first responders, whether yeah. you were there, whether you signed up afterwards. It uh, doesn't matter. The fact is you put your life on the line every day. We want to say thank you uh, for that. Yeah. It does not go unnoticed, yeah. every single one of you. So, And we just want to take a second just to honor those that gave the ultimate sacrifice because of what happened today. Yeah. So, that's it. Amen. We love you and appreciate you very, very much. And I see that Johnny is on. Johnny says, hi, George. I didn't get a hi. George got a hi. Um, Priscilla says that. Say it's hi. because I didn't say hi. That's what yeah, it is. That's what it was. <laughs> um, Debbie's on. Hi, Johnny. Buddy is flying the American flag in the comments. Okay. Yes. Time for family chat. Let's hi, buddy. have our chit chat. <laughs> Hangout time. I'm going to skip Buddy's comment. Because it wasn't number towards one. you. <laughs> What is one thing you would eliminate <laughs> from your daily routine if you could? I was reading it. <laughs> he was doing so good. He was like quietly reading it out loud to himself. <laughs> I was. All okay. Right. One thing you would eliminate if you could from your daily routine. Waking up earlier than I need to. Boom. Okay. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> okay. Um, honestly, if I could figure out a way to do it and remain hygienic, I would totally skip, like if there was a way that you could just walk through and like be showered and airbrushed. <laughs> like and the whatever. Jetsons, like remember the Jetsons? that? You just stand there like this and it comes at you. Being yes. a girl takes yes. a long time to get ready. Like, we appreciate it though. I, I'm glad that it's appreciated. It is. But I would, if I could, yeah. that's for sure what I would do. And the Jetsons, um, it only takes like 10 seconds. I know. If Look, those inventors out there, science-minded people, <laughs> you're not me. I'm not you. I need you to make this happen. Um, Priscilla is having a long drive to church and to work. Yes, live closer. Buddy says he can't Boom. think of anything. Um, I would really, like anything that takes up my time that mm -hmm. I would prefer to not take up my time. For me, for like, it'd be breakfast too. 
because you eat food just because you have to to your body needs it That's and you got to live you know it's more time efficient if you don't have it you know I just yeah. I have I eat because I have to like if I could skip breakfast and lunch mm -hmm. and have like a dinner that would be sustaining throughout the whole time like sure. I I do that yeah I get uh, that Buddy says he enjoys his life. That's Good job. great, buddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ultraviolet hygiene. <laughs> ultraviolet hygiene. Is that the stuff that people use for teeth Ooh, whitening? That's a good one. Debbie says washing silverware. They're the bane of my existence. Washing <laughs> dishes. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, buddy said he would skip food mash. Oh, See, if you skip breakfast, you don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to do dishes. Oh, Buddy's just signed up for every episode of Food Mash from here until forever. <laughs> Um, Rachel said dishes and laundry. Yep. Kevin says breakfast is a celebration. That's how I read it. That's, a, well, that's how it's written. <laughs> celebration. Okay, question number two. Number dose. Number dose. Yep. What's the pump up song that can help you accomplish anything? I'm Oof. so excited you're on for this. Oof, that's a tough one. We've I, talked about lots your of pump up songs. I have many lots, of, time. lots of different ones. It's true. Hmm. I don't know. When you're I cleaning to, in the gym at school. What are your pop-up well, songs? Well, that takes a lot longer than one song. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a whole bunch of them. Buddy says, Eye of the Tiger. That's a good one. I, That's a good one. I feel like I've told you guys this, but anytime I hear Eye of the Tiger, I immediately think of the day where Pastor Brian and his daughters, Rachel and Abigail, got in the car and followed myself and Deb and Pastor Nicole as we were training for a 5K, blaring <laughs> Eye of the Tiger repeatedly out the car windows the entire length of our run. Oh yeah. my goodness. Uh, Kevin says, Thunderstruck does it for me. I don't know that song, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. I, I normally you. do very well with songs. Yes, like, this yes is you not, do. That's not normal. Yeah, uh, Rachel for those said, of you who don't know. Rachel says, Happy by Pharrell Williams. That's a good one. Um, That's a good one. Prilla says, Rattle's pretty awesome. Kevin replied to Kevin. <laughs> Saying not real spiritual, though. Um, nice. I'm trying to think. So my when, uh, back, back in the olden, olden, olden days, when I was uh, living by myself in an apartment, well, I had a shared wall with somebody else. And my neighbor at 7.30 on every Saturday night, you could set your alarm to it. When he was cleaning? Yep, he would clean to You Spin Me Right Round Baby Right Round, like that a record. That was pump-up song. And he played it for 30 minutes straight, continuously. So now whenever I hear that song, I kind of, I kind of get, the rhythm gets me. Yeah? <laughs> it does, the rhythm gets me. Do you turn me. into Gloria Stefan? No. No? No, just the song machine. Rhythm's gonna get you. Rhythm's gonna get you. Um... Whoa, you just danced Whoa, I on did. camera. Guys, I did. that was a treat. I didn't even do this. There was like hit movement there. Guys, like who, who are you? Are you I don't know. <laughs> I'm an imposter. Oh, oh. Um, Natalie says, Let's Go Crazy by Prince. Priscilla says, Mexican music can get me pumped. Hey, Ridge, it's good to see you. I think one of mine right now um, huh. is, I think mine is God's Gonna Get My Praise by People in Songs. That's a really good one, and I like, I like scream shout that one. It's it's a pretty exciting one for me. So God's gonna get my praise by people in songs. What is scream shout? It means I'm not singing it anymore. Anymore, I'm like just <laughs> yelling it very loudly. I'm proclaiming not to be it confused with heavy metal. It's true. Okay. Um. Oh, buddy says a tutita. Um. So that's exciting. Tutita. Do you want to sing what that one is? Uh, you taught it to me. A tutita. A tutita. A tutita. Ta. -ta. Um, I don't know if that's a pump-up song, though. Apparently, it pumps up money. <laughs> okay. Question number three. Number three. 
What's one thing you have often lost? Um, let's see. You go first. Um, so I have, not in the past, but in Jesus' name, I'm so much better now. Um, hair ties? Like, I don't know <laughs> where hair ties go in a house. Hair ties and bobby pins. They're like the female's version of socks. Like, I don't know what eats them. I have them. I buy them. I buy them in packs of, like, 20 to 50. And I have two that I know where they are right now. Where do they go? Like, does my cat eat them? I, I don't know. I know my cat plays with them. But where do they go? Ladies, tell me where your hair ties go in your house. And you're laughing because you're the finder of them. I am. <laughs> Sometimes they go in the trash can. <laughs> what? Sometimes they go in your little metal bin in our bathroom. They go in the trash can? Sometimes. The ones that are in the bathroom on the floor. I'm not going to give those to you to put in your head. <laughs> For me, and it's not one specific <laughs> thing, but if it's something that it's out of place. Like, I have certain places where I put certain <laughs> things. And so if I, if I don't put them back like that, or if somebody moves my stuff... Then, I, then I'm like, where is okay. it? <laughs> okay, here's the thing. This yeah. is marital intro right now. And there, like, <laughs> I'm just there saying. Is, there's one of us in the home who is exceptionally orderly. You can guess who. Um, then there's the other one of us who is much more free-flowing. Where things land is where they land sometimes. And then, But I know where they go when I place them in the places that they are. Except for heritage. Because when they get put back, they're nowhere where I thought they would go. Because your logic is different than mine. It is. Let's see what everybody else did. Yeah, welcome to marriage, guys. Uh, Natalie says rings. Okay. I have prayed that the Lord would help ensure that I never lose my wedding rings for that reason. Yes. Ridge says pens. Johnny says the TV remote. Jade, uh, Jade says point. I've lost too many things to say. Chapstick, phone, keys, pens, scissors. scissors? <laughs> where are you losing your scissors, girl? <laughs> How often do you use scissors? Scarlett's <laughs> off to the side laughing right now. <laughs> Priscilla said that she's with me. She's found that Joe likes to hijack her hair ties from time to time. I don't know what this motion was. That was apparently hair ties. And then Holly says, I agree, Jade. I have lost a lot of those. Yeah, chapstick, it, chapstick mm -hmm. hair ties, mm -hmm. bobby pins all go to the land of lady things that just disappear and evaporate. I don't know what sort of markup bobby pin companies have but I, we should really think of getting stock in them because they're, <laughs> they're probably like right there it's very very true yeah for sure yes um over time oh we're over time that's it for family chat it's it went it. so fast because i did. got to do it with you whoa whoa and we have an awesome episode in store if you haven't yes, done do. yet share the broadcast because right on the other side of this super quick video we are going to have the price is well right with <laughs> our reigning champion Kevin Nowicki versus George. It's going to be awesome. And when it gets to Kevin, wish him a happy early birthday because his birthday is tomorrow. Happy early birthday. We'll see you on the other side in just a couple seconds. Share the broadcast.
Well, hey guys, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the lunch press broadcast. <laughs> welcome to the lunch press plus. I don't know what it is. It's only during it. this segment that you I can can't it. say words. Ah, welcome to the lunch plus broadcast. Nice. Nailed it. Thank Nailed you. It. Thank you. All Everyone flat. say happy early birthday to Kevin Nowicki. Happy early birthday. He's going to be turning 25 tomorrow. Yes. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but let's, before we dive into our first segment, let's give you guys our quick table of contents. Today we have an awesome broadcast for you. We're going to be starting off with The Price is Right. We're right. The Price is We're Right. After The Price is We're Right, we have a powerful time of prayer. Followed by word sneak. Um, and then after word sneak, it's what's the word? It's going to be an awesome broadcast. But first, we have the prices right. Nicely done. I have no idea. <laughs> well, welcome to The Price is Right. This is my favorite segment that we do. I've never done I, it. You've never done this? Never done welcome! it. Welcome! Yes! Oh, man, I love this one because this is where I get to show you all the super weird things that you can buy on the internet. And yes. again, it's one of my goals that at some point, there, one of our viewers actually purchases the things that we show on this. Look, my tent, my blow-up tent, it's on the way. It's on the way? It's on the way. You actually purchased one? No, I did not. Okay, but spiritually, <laughs> it's coming. Spiritually, it's coming in. You're, it's you're coming pregnant in. with it. You're confessing it in. Hallelujah. I'm excited. Oh, man. This I'm is going to be awesome. Well, here's how this game goes. We want you to be participating, uh, our yes. viewers online. We yes. want you to participate as well. What we're going to do is I'm going to show you a super random item that I found on the Internet. And you're going to have to guess how much you think this item costs. All right? So, George, since this is your first time, I'll let you go first. All right. Let's All right? do this. Awesome. So you'll guess the item. And then, Kevin, you'll have to guess whether you think it's higher or lower. If you are correct, you get a point. If you're incorrect, uh, George, gets, George gets a point. Okay. All right? Wow. All right. Make sense? Sure. All right. Well, here's, here's to the show. <laughs> I, don't, I started that sentence. I'm like, why did I start it out that way? Here's your first item. That's what I meant to say. Water. Our first item of the day, cinnamon toast crunch seasoning. First off, that's awesome, and right? I want it. <laughs> you can purchase. It, this is through Sam's Club. Huh. You can purchase cinnamon toast crunch seasoning. Nice. Is everything else <laughs> through Sam's Club? No, no, no. Maybe? <laughs> <laughs> no. But Cinnamon Toast Crunch Seasoning. Guys, put in the comments, how much do you think Cinnamon Toast Crunch Seasoning would cost? I'm thinking that's pretty much invaluable. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, true. Every that's kitchen true. must yes. have this. <laughs> yes. What would you put that on? Ice cream? Other Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereal? Could you put it in steak? Could you rub it into a steak? Ooh, cinnamon Toast Crunch on steak. Well, be, there uh, are a weird, lot of steak rubs that <laughs> there are a lot of steak rubs that have a lot of sugar in it. Um, huh. So oh, cereal with dinner. Um, I'm going to go with three dollars and fifty cents. Three dollars and fifty cents. Yes, three dollars and fifty cents. All right, Kevin, do you think it's higher than three dollars and fifty cents or lower than three dollars and fifty cents? <laughs> I don't know. What that wow, three dollars um, and fifty cents. Wow. Okay, so normally spices are are uh, pretty expensive. When you go buy spices, they're quite expensive, but. Um, cinnamon Toast Crunch, I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with my, with my gut on this one. I'm going to say higher than $3.50. Whoa! All right, All right. That's what your final answer is. All right, well, well let's see. How Come much on, does Cinnamon Toast Crunch <laughs> no. seasoning cost? $5.48. Oh, so 
Are you Cobbles. sure you got the? You were super close. I was. was I was only off by like half of it. I don't even want to take the point. <laughs> half of it. All right, so that means Kevin, you get a point. Yes, I do. You get a point. Well done. Nicely well done. done. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Barrett said on Amazon, it's what? Fifteen dollars and ninety-five cents. Wow. That wow. is a markup, Amazon. See if you can find one for $3.50. <laughs> and then we'll give it to you. Yes. I like the way you think. <laughs> You're a genius. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into our next item of the day. We're flip-flopping. So now, Kevin, you're going to be guessing how much sure. you think it's cost. What's our next item of the day for the prices, right? We have a toad purse. Now, this, this is on Etsy. This woman, uh, according to, to, the, um, to the description, she, she humanely kills these toads. Those are real toads? Those are oh. real toads. Oh, my word. Wow. And then she, like, does some kind of taxidermy thing, and then, and then like, if you look on the belly, there's a zipper. It's an, yeah. a legitimate purse made out of a legit toad. It does look like a bagel. Do you, it looks like a bagel, but you, it's a toad. Do you eat it? Do no, you put stuff in no, it? you put stuff in it. It's a yeah, purse. Yeah, you put sour cream in it. It's yeah, a, that's what I'm saying. No, it's a purse. It. It's a purse. All right. I, I, I'm looking at all the, the ladies on the, on the comments. I'm pretty sure one of them are going to buy one of these. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I don't know what it's worth, but I know what, what, Julie, it's worth. I know what Julie Buck is getting for her birthday. <laughs> She's like, no. All right, well, my girl Julie loves frogs and toads. What a great idea. Yeah! And it, right. you can never, I mean, if it's re-gifted, you can tell. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, whenever there's a frog or a toad around, yeah. she screams. So I know that she would be super excited <laughs> for this. Yes. Barrett put, uh, what demographic is she catering? I saw the pictures from the people who, who purchased it, and it was all, uh, it's a certain demographic. Um, women, because well, they're purses. Women yeah. with warts. <laughs> women with warts. Anyway, um, uh, so Kevin, how much do you think wow. a toad purse would cost? Um, that, that's really tough. Uh, one not knowing the size dollars. of right <laughs> one billion dollars. Um, I'm gonna. Oh wow. Not knowing. I'm the gonna size. say fifty-five dollars. Wow. Fifty-five dollars. I mean, it's a genuine. It's handcrafted. Wow. Handcrafted, that's true. Genuine toad skin. All right. With a zipper. Well, George, do you think it's higher? Or I'm going to go with higher. Higher than I'm 55? Because it seems like a novelty, and so mm. anything novelty is usually higher. I got you. I'm All go right. Well, how much is a toad purse? A toad purse is $40. Oh! I'm super <laughs> horrible at this. So affordable. <laughs> so affordable. Look at that. Natalie, <laughs> Natalie was close with 40, guessing 49 Forty dollars, wow, which means that point goes to good job, Kevin. Yay! Two for two. Two for two. All right. Nice. All right. You know what? I just remembered day. though. Mm. If you're within five dollars, I offered to give you a point last time. Remember oh, that? I do remember. So that. you were within five dollars the first round. So I'm going to say it's two to one right now. Are you cool with that? I'm definitely cool. Okay. Because I didn't even want to take the room. point from him. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to round number three. What's our right. next item of the day? Is this a daily double? A smart toaster. Wow. Ooh. Okay, okay, okay. A smart okay, okay. toaster. This toaster is smart. It has a touch screen on the front of it. You can okay, choose your kind of toast, your kind like you can go through a bunch of different settings on this toaster. It's a smart toaster. It you is. can pro I think you can hook it up to your to your phone as well. 
Oh, program it. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's a smart toaster. All right, so George, how much do you think a smart toaster would cost? $120. That was very specific. quick and specific, yeah. <laughs> well, I thought about it. You thought about I it? Did. <laughs> for For the last, like, 10, 15 seconds? Yeah. All right, Kevin, do you think it's higher or lower than Oh, I'm definitely going above that because I'm thinking a regular toaster, a, a good quality regular toaster is yeah. probably, 20. you know, close to 100 bucks. What? All right. Is it really? I was thinking 20. I don't yeah, know where you're getting the toasters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The quality Does it burn like a toaster? Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm going to go higher. All right, All right, how much is the toaster, the smart toaster? It's $299.95. So <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. All right, that's another point for Kevin. That's a good quality toaster, I buy stuff. By the way. <laughs> I buy stuff, he said. All right. Well... <laughs> Is there one where like there's like quadruple or nothing at the end? <laughs> yeah. Sure. All right. Well, let's let's actually jump to the last one of the day. We'll jump to the last one of the day. It's what is it like camel clothes? Yeah. You'll have me camel whooped clothes. on that. Camo. Camo. Camel. No, no, no. All right. What's our last item of the day? We have a painting made by a sloth. You can buy a painting that was painted by a sloth. Some lady has a pet sloth and she has a paint stuff and you can buy its painting. This is a thing. Wow. <laughs> Did you see how happy the sloth was? Can you put the picture back up? The sloth is so pleased with his work. <laughs> like he's so happy about it. It's a happy tree. Why anyway, is he upside down? Because yeah. that's how sloths are. They sloths hang, they paint hang. upside down? Pastor says he's like, still, they hang from he's still smiling mm -hmm. from yesterday. <laughs> he's still on there. <laughs> Alright, well Kevin, how much do you think this painting, painted by a sloth, would cost? I mean, how long would it take? Sloths are like I don't know. slow, aren't yeah, they? they are. It's a process, I bet. Yeah, I would say it's a process. All right. Well, we're we're running out of time. Right, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I would uh, I, I wouldn't give that much money, but I think that somebody that was into that kind of thing would probably give seventy two dollars. Seventy two dollars. Specific. All right. That's super specific. Whew. All right. Do you think it's higher or lower than seventy two dollars? Can I use a lifeline? No. That's not. This isn't. All right. To be money. I'm gonna go with higher. Higher than seventy two dollars. This is higher, this is lower, and whichever one hurt worst. Is <laughs> <laughs> that literally how you did it? That's it. All right, <laughs> how much does the sloth painting cost? It costs $25. So horrible. <laughs> you, you are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for joining us. Good job there, the Rennie Champ. Ride. Thank you, sir. Well done, Kevin. Uh, thank you for joining us for the prices. Oh, the prices new wiki again. Yes. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Now we're going to be transitioning into a time of prayer with Baird. It's going to be awesome. So we'll see you right there. So what's really exciting is that, you know, Buddy is now catering the prices right to every demographic, so you can buy everything. <laughs> it's, uh, today's going to be such a good day, and we're really excited to be here with you. I don't know if they're going to put up a different background. It's not the prices right right now. This is prayer. But the prayer is important, too. So here's, ah, uh, look at that mountainous 
It's beautiful. Do you feel more relaxed right now, tranquil? <laughs> I have exciting news for you. Before we hop into today's prayer, um, I think Pastor is probably going to mention it later on. Buddy just monkey crawled underneath the camera, so this is how the day is going, guys. Um, here's what we have going on tonight. If you are in Stanley County, we are starting something this week called Holy Spirit Weekend. And tonight we are going to be having what we are calling Prayer Night, Fervent fervent Friday is what I've been calling it, because the fervent prayers of a righteous man make much power available, dynamic in its working, which is James 5:16. And tonight, if you are in Albemarle, if you can get to Albemarle, we would love to have you be a part of Prayer Night tonight. It'll be 6 p.m. here at Boomerang Church, through midnight, and if the Lord has put it on your heart to be here, we would love to have you be a part with us. So if you can get here, get here. We are also probably going to be streaming it online for those of you that are states away and can't get here in time, but if you're in the area, it's definitely worth it to be here. Okay, we're going to hop into prayer. Right now we are going to finish up our weekly confessions that we do here on the broadcast. We're on confession number six and seven, and we want the word of God to come out of your mouth because the word accomplishes what it was sent to do. And so today, let's put up confession number six, and then confession number seven. Confession number six is, and join your voice with mine, we keep increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Say it personally now. I keep increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. And then confession number seven, the struggle is over. And let's make this one personal to us too. The struggle is over for me. The struggle is over for me. The struggle's over for my family. The struggle is over. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Father, that we can come to you with full confidence and boldness, knowing that you hear us when we pray. You hear us when we come to you and when we seek your face. And today, Lord, we thank you that you are hearing your people. We thank you, Father for blessing this broadcast. Let the blessing of the Lord rest upon this broadcast, Lord. Every word spoken, let it bring you praise. Let it bring you glory. Lord, we thank you for every viewer, God. Blessing of God be on their homes. Blessing of God be on what they put their hands to. Lord, whatever they are doing today, whether they're at work, whether they are preparing for the weekend, if they're out shopping, if they're at home cleaning, God, whatever they're doing, bless it. Bless it. May it be easy. May it be light. Let there be a joy that comes upon each viewer right now in the name of Jesus. A joy that's not just momentary, but it just engulfs them and just abides in them, Lord. Let your people laugh today. Lord, let there be a deposit of joy that falls so strongly on these people that they laugh in a way that they haven't laughed in years. They laugh and weight is broken off in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you that every struggle in the name of Jesus, it's over. Those struggles are over. Those things that have been plaguing the minds of your people, they're done. Lord, in Jesus' name, your word tells us that there's no fear in love. Let your love come to these homes. Let people 
let the eyes of our understanding, what is the height, the breadth, the depth, the width of the love that you have for us, let our eyes be open to those things. Let us see beyond what we've ever seen before. Let us know your love in a way that we've never known it before, God, so that we can receive you on a level that we've never received you on. God, we need you. We want you. We have to have you. We have to have you today. We have to have you right now. We have to have you, God. We need you. And we thank you that we're not praying to an empty God or a powerless God. We're praying to the God of the universe. We're praying to the God who reigns and lives and is all-powerful, almighty. You're our God. You're our God, Lord. We thank you. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for being in covenant with us, for protecting your people, for keeping us from the wicked one. Lord, thank you for being our God. We bless this day. We bless this broadcast. Lord, for every home that's represented, let the blessing of the Lord be upon them in their homes, in their finances, in, their, in everything that they put their hand to. Let us do business differently. Let us be in intimacy with you today that we haven't been in years or ever. Let us have intimacy with you on a new level. Let us know you, experience you, and be in relationship with you in a deep, deep way. Amen. I'm so excited for today's broadcast, and I'm going to give you a sneak peek before we get to what's the word. Pastor told us we're going to want to be paying attention and take notes. So y'all get ready because this is going to be stuff that changes your life. Before we get to what's the word, though, it's time for Word Sneak. Word Sneak! Coming at you right now with Buddy, Pastor, and George. everyone. Welcome to Word Sneak. Yes. Woohoo! Yes. <laughs> did, did I sound like really sarcastic in that? Welcome to Word Sneak. Maybe. <laughs> uh, sarcastic is not the word. Yeah. Facetious? No. That's, that's <laughs> the same thing. It's a big word. What's the, what's the word that I'm thinking of? Welcome to Word Sneak. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm I, not sure. Anyway, <laughs> so here's what Word Sneak is. You, each of you, have a series of random words. You'll just take the whole deck and flip it over, okay. and then you'll go through them. And here's how it goes. In a natural conversation, you're going to have to try and slip in these words naturally into a conversation. All right. right? Okay. Now, these are words that you, you would normally not use in a natural conversation, <laughs> um, but you're going to have to try and do that. All okay. right. So we're going to be testing your improv skills here for, for a little bit. Um, and... Uh, Kevin said, Pastor Brian is very good, which is <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. I'm, I'm actually really excited to see how this turns out. Me too. Um, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to have, uh, George, you're, you're going to have to start the conversation. Okay. All right. Um, and you're going to have to try to, and once you get that word in, we'll, 
we'll I'll give you a ding. Okay. I guess because that's what Bear does. She goes ding, need, ding, ding. We need to get a bell. Get a bell. Yeah. Oh, we had a little squeaker. Bear's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's dead. It's dead. I, I I played with it too much, I guess, because it was, it was very sensitive. Anyway, um, so so you can you can pull it open. Look at your first look at your first words, okay. and uh, just to start the conversation, we're going to start talking about submarines. Nice. All right, just just to get the conversation going, and then nice. you can work it work it in. All right. So, okay. so George, tell us a little bit about submarines. Well, my favorite movie was Crimson Tide, and that was about submarines. And there was this uh, captain of the boat, and they always looked the other way because he had war experience. But on the boat, they he always brought his dog, his poodle, with him all of mm. the time. And hey, here you go. Dang. Sorry. Thanks, man. <laughs> I was like, he had his side. poodle with him on the submarine. Mm -hmm. That is nuts. Is it? Is it in that movie where there's the sailor also like doing pull-ups? I mean, like his biceps are straining Ding. like crazy. Is that that movie? It, it is that movie. Is, in fact, he's the mechanic on the on the boat, and he's so he's got all his tools, his hammers, his his screwdrivers uh, with him. Ding. I got you. The mechanic, Dang. he always, you know, is he the one that was weird, that always had, like, weird tube socks, and he, everybody thought he was a nerd? <laughs> yeah, because you know what happened? On the side, he would, he would be a, on his side hustle, if you will. Yeah. He called side people because he's a telemarketer. Dang. No. Uh, yeah. Dang, dang. We're, we're fine. A lot of times with the telemarketers, you know, they'll play that weird elevator music, you know, tubas, clarinets, different things like that. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah. It is. This it is, is moving so fast. <laughs> Swimming so fast, I can't even keep up. Okay, continue. Yeah, so when you're hearing the elevator music, you know, when I think of elevators, I think of height all the time. And one of the things that's really part of my childhood for heights is watching basketball. Because Michael Jordan could jump Dang. so high, so high. <laughs> he was the airman. Yeah, I love, I love the logo. Uh, I think one time I saw him at a restaurant in Charlotte. He was having, I think, chicken cordon bleu. It Ding. was awesome. Nice. You know what they serve at that restaurant? Woolly mammoth. Woolly mammoth. <laughs> I thought that was only at Mongolia Ding. restaurants. Mongolian Ding. restaurants. You know what they serve that with? Chestnuts. Really? Ding. Right on the side. With a side of unicorn? <laughs> You're just telling me a story. Ding. You know we just ate serve? the cool. last four things. <laughs> <laughs> the last four things. Or the last five things we just like. Nicely done. Well sir. done. Well done. <laughs> George is good at this. I can so see that. I've, I don't think. Well, time out. We just reached 100 message. Oh, we our, did. Our 100th commenter. Woohoo! Well uh -oh. done. Who is nice. it? It's uh, Johnny Shaver. Again. Johnny Shaver. <laughs> well done, guys. Johnny. Congratulations. Well Good job, Congrats. Johnny. Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> Kevin says, I want some woolly He, I think he meant woolly, but it looks like it says willy mammoth with some unicorn sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Wily mammoth? Like he, he's got a smart streak or what? <laughs> I don't think we've ever gone through this segment so quickly and so rapidly. Well, remember we did have that one, Price is Right, where you can buy woolly mammoth meat. That is true. I wouldn't so, have got it know, right. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was. Jade that was says very that impressive. was the best round ever. <laughs> yes. The the chicken cordon blue. I'm like, where in the world is that going to go? The second you brought up Michael Jordan and I saw the next one was chicken cordon blue, I'm like, 
Ooh. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I didn't know how to do Tell telemarketing until you came up with the fuzzy socks. I was like, yes, <laughs> that's what one would wear. <laughs> when, whenever you're talking to a telemarketer, you're just picturing them in tube socks. Yes, <laughs> with the big stripes on the side. <laughs> that was in fashion. When I was a kid, yep. all the kids had tube socks, and they oh, had so to have stripes oh, yeah. around them, too. Yeah, yep. It was like tennis shoes, yep. shorts, tube socks up to their knees. Yeah. So that's tube probably going to be the next trend. It would not surprise me. Amongst yeah. the youths, yeah. it already is. A lot of a lot of the kids nowadays have at least all the way up to the knees. Really? Yeah. And then the two the actual stripes are coming back. <laughs> Before it was just black socks. Now it's white with the stripes. I had somehow my grandfather had a this legit story. This is not word sneak. Um, <laughs> uh, somehow he had a connection with socks. And I had drawers full of tube socks with stripes on them. Wow. I was cool like kid. in style until they went out of style. And then I was like, Not what style. am I going to do with all these socks? <laughs> and now you're pulling them back out again. I, well, no, they're, they're gone. They're, they're long gone now. Okay. Well, you're wearing some bright purple socks today. It is true. They match my shoes. Nice. Beautiful. You couldn't see them. Beautiful. Yeah, they match my shirt. Nice. <laughs> All righty then. See how hard I had to well, pull on those jeans to get that <laughs> leg up. Not at all. I didn't see a thing. <laughs> all right, well, guys, thank you for joining us today. Barrett oh. is going to take over. She's going to take yeah, over? Yeah, that's what she said. Oh, okay. Here well, she let's see what happens. All right, well, thank you for joining us today for Word Sneak. Word Sneak. The fastest Word Sneak that has ever, ever happened. Ever. <laughs> I, Ever. That I was like it. four minutes. I, I know. It. Like we, we flew through that. All right. So, well, I guess now we're transitioning over to Barrett as she transitions us to, into the word. Amen. It's going to be good. Amen. It's going to be Get good. ready for what's the word. Yeah. We're going to be talking about how to change your environment. How many people would like your environment in life to be different than what it has been? Or even if it's been good, you know it needs to go higher. We're going to talk about exactly what to do. So, yeah. you ready, Barrett? Here we go. Right. Over to Barrett. Hey guys, we just wanted to take a couple of seconds, a couple minutes before we hop into What's the Word and let you know what the Lord is doing here in Boomerang and invite you to be a part of it as the Lord leads you. The Lord has given us vision that once a month we are to take an entire weekend and dedicate it to Him. And I am so excited. There's Pastor Brian, he's right there. And Buddy's about to jazzercise himself across. There he is. It's good. That was, that was smooth, seamless. Didn't even see it. Um, <laughs> but what we, here at Boomerang, we're about the Lord's business. And we desire to please him in all that we do, in all that we say, and in all that we are. And so a couple weeks ago, our leadership team here at the church was meeting together. And pastor shared that this was on his heart. We talked, we prayed, the Lord brought some ideas, and here is what the Lord has brought together. Once a month, the weekend that has the second Sunday, we are going to call that our Holy Spirit weekend. On Friday night, here's how we're going to start it. 
Friday night. So tonight, because it's the second Sunday weekend, tonight we are going to have prayer night. We're going to come together and from 6 p.m. until midnight, we are going to be praying and ministering to the Lord, seeking his will for what we are to be praying over and bringing the kingdom of heaven into the earth. We're going to take our responsibility as ambassadors and pray because the Lord moves through prayer. And so that's what we're going to be doing tonight, 6 p.m., through midnight. We do not have childcare, but honestly, the kids get into it too. And it's just, it's so awesome. So that'll be tonight. Tomorrow, we're going to be having Soul Saturday. And here's what's going to be happening. We're going to be meeting here at the church, having a time where we are training people in how to go and win souls and not just win souls, but converts. Not just somebody who says a prayer, but people who become disciples of Jesus. And we're going to go out into the city and pray with people, see lives change, see people get plucked from hell and translated in the, into the kingdom of heaven. It's going to be powerful. And so if you are called to be a soul winner, and let me tell you, everyone is. So that's you. We're talking to you. You are invited to come and be a part. Learn how to do what the Lord's told us to do. And then Sunday, we're going to have our normal service Sunday morning. And then Sunday afternoon, the second Sunday of every month at 4 p.m., we're going to meet back here at Boomerang, and we have no agenda. We have no deadlines. We start at 4. The end. <laughs> we don't have an end time because we want to give that to the Lord and minister to him as best as we can with our best, with our first. And so we're here to serve him. And we would love for you to be with us this weekend as we break ground for Holy Spirit weekend. You've heard of revivals like the Brownsville revival and different things. There's going to be a great awakening that comes. And this Holy Spirit weekend is going to be one of those things that in 10 years, from now if the Lord tarries, you're going to be able to look back on and say, I was there when. I was there when it started and we want you to be a part of what the Lord is doing. Come out tonight, 6 p.m. here at Boomerang for our first part, our launching debut of Holy Spirit Weekend. And I'm super excited for it. And now, now that you know, now that we know that you know, it is time to hop over to Pastor Brian and Buddy for What's the Word? Hey guys, welcome to What's the Word? We have a powerful word for you today, but we want to encourage you guys. If you are in a position where you can, make sure you get out a notebook. Yeah. Pull out your notes on your phone, whatever you can do. Make sure you're ready to take notes because we have a lot of good stuff for you. Yeah. But today we're talking about how to change your environment even when everything else, everyone else is down. Yeah. Whether, it, whether everybody else around you is down, whether the, it seems like darkness is all over the world, which is where it seemed like yeah. this year, uh, we want to show you how to change the environment, how mm -hmm. you can make a difference. 
Uh, but also, listen, this is one of those broadcasts you're going to want to share with other people. Yeah. Uh, they need to hear this information as well. Everybody does. It's straight out of Scripture, and uh, it's going to help people a lot. So we just invite you. There's going to be a couple of parts to this today. The first uh, three parts, really, very quickly, we're going to talk about what can happen when you change your environment. Uh, the next thing, we're going to give you steps to t uh, change your environment. And then the third part is what are the actions that you can can take in those steps. Uh, so it'll, we're going to go through those real quick. The first thing is, if we change our environment, what changes? So let's say that you're uh, in a positive environment, but can it get better? Yes. Yeah. Let's say you're in a neutral environment. Can it get better? Yes. Let's say you're in a bad environment or a dark environment. Can it get better? Yes. All of those can raise to another level. Why? Because God said, uh, Jesus said to pray this way, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. In other words, if our environment right now doesn't look like heaven, it can go up. And I want you to put that in the comments. Everybody stop and put that in the comments. If my environment right now does not look like heaven, it can go up. Glory to God. It can go up. And uh, that's yeah. what we want to see. So what are some of the things that can change? Uh, you've, you've got that list there. Let's yeah. just look at that. Here's some of the things that can change if we learn how to change our environment. Uh, your attitude which is big. <laughs> yeah, our, our attitude can change. Yeah. If you change your attitude, almost everything in your life can change. Yeah. Uh, amen. Yeah. Uh, your joy. How many, people would, how many people would like to have more joy in your life? Uh, favor, mm -hmm. anointing. How would you like for these things to go? Would you like to carry more anointing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would you like to be walking in more favor? Like yeah. everywhere you go, you just have favor. Yeah. Uh, you know, how about ease? Yeah. That, that is ease of life. Is that appealing to you? Th mm -hmm. These are the things that can change if your environment changes. Yeah. Peace, mm -hmm. right? Uh, how about this? This is, a, this is a prayer request we get a lot, and you've seen this as well. Mm. Clear leading from God yeah. and like God ideas. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people, they're, they're looking for that stuff. Yeah. Promotion. How, promotion. Yeah, yeah, there you go. A lot of people are seeking promotion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pro it, with it, that. Income. <laughs> income. Anybody want your income to go higher? See, if you learn, <laughs> amen, if you learn <laughs> yeah. how to change your environment, these things change. Just yeah. to give you an idea that how can an environment change, change my income. Mm -hmm. Well, watch this. If you change your environment, you're going to be walking at another level. You're going to be walking in favor, in peace. Yeah. You're going to be walking in these things. Well, there was study done multiple times where they find that the people that are people, people, people persons, yeah. right? They actually make more money on average than people that aren't. Because yeah. everybody, even if you're working yeah. in an office, you never interact with people, mm -hmm. your product always touches somebody yeah. somewhere. Mm -hmm. And when we understand people, then our, our income goes up. So when yeah. we change our environment, we are going to change how we interact with people. And the only thing that can happen is we start to go up in every area of our life. So yeah. what, what's some yeah. other... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and then that also helps boost the environment as well. Yes, yes. So the fruit of changing the environment also boosts the environment. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah. So many of these things, these are reasons why mm -hmm. we want to change the environment and we still got yeah. more. Yeah, uh, supernatural power. Glory to God. 
Uh, I want to flow in more power. Yeah. Always. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, confidence. Uh, less stress. Hallelujah. That's, <laughs> that's killing people. That's true. Stress is killing people. And so if we operate in less stress, mm -hmm. then we're going to live longer lives. Yeah. And that's not just like a saying. It literally is killing people. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. correct. Uh, be, you become a better witness. Yeah. Well, and even use confidence. You know, you, oh, we yeah. went over that kind of quickly. How many people are going and they really don't have the confidence that they know they should have? Yeah. How would that change them if they start walking with confidence because their environment was different? Mm -hmm. And if you think about this, when you are in an environment that everything's going well, mm -hmm. you have no fear, no anxiety, no worry, mm -hmm. what happens in that environment? You automatically move to confidence. Mm -hmm. You feel better. You're thinking better. All of those things. But when uh, we haven't changed our environment and we haven't made it better, we'll walk in less. Yeah. So, all right, go ahead. Um, you become a better witness. Um, yeah. Did, did you want to? Well, the Lord's called us yeah. to be a better witness. A lot of times we set mm -hmm. that to the side, but we, that That's needs true. to be a major focus mm -hmm. of Christians' lives. That's true. Um, you, your full destiny, you enter into your full destiny. Yes. Uh, and with that, you gain a sense of purpose. Yes. Which is huge because not a lot of people like have that sense of purpose. Yes, um, that's which, right. Which is important. How many people you want to not get to heaven and have the Lord say, well, you did good, but you could have done better. Yeah. I don't, how many people, you know, you've got dreams and goals and desires in your heart. But the truth is, if you don't change your environment now, you will never fulfill your full destiny. Mm -hmm. You'll never fulfill everything God's called you to. Mm -hmm. I, I want to help people get to that place. That's yeah. why we're talking about this today. Yeah. Uh, health. Yeah. That's a big one. one. Yeah. I mean, and that's biblical too. You know, you're always in a horrible environment. It'll yes. crush your spirit, and a crushed spirit dries up the bones. But a yes. merry heart is good like medicine. Yes. You know, and, yeah. and, you know, that crushed spirit that dries up the bones, that's where a lot of your strength and vitality comes is yes. in, in the marrow. So, yeah. like, that, that'll affect your health as well. Exactly. The change yeah. in the environment that we talked about it earlier, having less stress, yeah. uh, it adds to our health, it adds to our peace, it adds to all of this. Yeah. And the last thing, and this is something, you know, a lot of times these other things, they kind of focus on what we want. Yeah. But the truth is that we need to focus on what God wants. Yeah. How about more fruitfulness? If yeah. you're walking in a better environment, a yeah. more uh, a environment that's not dark but light, mm -hmm. then you're going to be more fruitful. And God has called every believer to be fruitful. Matter of fact, he says, if you're not fruitful, he said, you'll be pruned. Mm -hmm. you know, and if you're not fruitful, the question is, do we even know him? We're supposed to be carrying fruit, which yeah. is why tomorrow, you know, over the Holy, Holy Ghost weekend, we're going to have, you know, a time to go out and win souls and make disciples and yeah. have fruit. But I'm not going to win souls and make disciples if my environment is constantly weighing on me. Yeah. And so to be fruitful like Jesus commands us to, we need to change our environment. Mm -hmm. Do we have the ability to change our environment? And that's, that, that's one of the things. As we start stepping into this, steps to change the environment, one of the things that we want to make sure that we look at, I'm going to give you right now uh, four steps to change our environment. And the first one is, if you're going to uh, change your environment, the first step thing you need to know to change your environment is this. You need to know that you can change your environment. Mm 
Yeah. You know, if you don't know that you can change your environment, then you will just give up hope. You'll never take action or take steps towards that, yeah. and you, it just won't be good. You'll, yeah. You will not change your environment, at least not to the fullest that you should. You've yeah. got to know that you can. And one of the things that we see is in Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 through 16. Matthew 5, verse 13 through 16. Go ahead. Yeah. You are the salts of the earth. But if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. But you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone uh, light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the yes. house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that you may see that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So what we see in this passage is that, number one, God would not tell you to be the salt and the light to preserve an environment, to light up an, an environment if we weren't capable. When we read just these verses, of course, you'll find things all over the Word that show us this. But just by reading these verses, you can see that God said that we are responsible to change it. That means that we have the ability. We can change our environment. So number one, please put that in. We can know that we can change our environment. Number one step is know that we can change our environment. Well, have you ever heard, like, there, there's the popular saying, like, we're not called to be a thermometer, but a thermostat. Yes. Like, we're not called to just stand there and say, well, this environment stinks. Well, yeah. this isn't a good place. 2020 like, sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's how, not it. We're, we're called to call things that are not as though they were. And yes. that's how we start to change the environment. But we have to first know that we can, that we have the ability to alter the atmosphere. Because yes. that's what Jesus did. He walked into a yes. you, you think Jesus walked into a room and the atmosphere didn't suddenly shift? Right, you know, like he carried something that was able to to shift an environment, and we're, we're he carried going. an anointing to yeah. change that. And every believer, every Christian carries can carry yeah. that anointing. I won't yeah. say that they all are carrying, but they, they can carry that anointing. We have the ability. Yeah, we have that ability. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know, let's put up what you said too: is that we're called to be thermostats not thermometers. Yeah. You know, please put that in the comments. We are to called to be thermostats, yeah. not thermometers. Yeah. We're not called to report the environment. We're yeah. called to change the environment, yeah. right? And so one of the things, too, is never should we think that God lit us up with his fullness of life yeah. for it not to shine, yeah. for it not to stick out. Mm-hmm. He says, look, you're not to take the light that I've given you and hide it under a basket or under a bushel. Yeah. You know? uh, oh, no. We're, we're <laughs> not to do that, if you know the song. <laughs> I'm going to let it shine. We're, we're supposed to let that light shine. That means what happens if it, can you imagine a light that is not on and it's complete darkness, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you've turned on the light, mm-hmm. what happens to the environment? It changes. It changes. It immediately yeah. changes. Mm-hmm. And I want you to see this. It, this is not you being super duper. This is God being super duper on us. Yeah. And it instantly, mm-hmm. simply with the co- combination of giving ourselves to God and letting Him light our spirits with life, there's a change. 
There is a difference. I'm reminded of my grandfather. My grandfather was not born again till he was in his 60s. I think he was 62. And um, when he got born again, there was one minister that kept going by his house and talking to him. And he just talked to him. And then my, my grandfather one day accepted Christ. That This guy took time with a man who had no love in him, who was uh, rigid and rude. That's, and, and he just kept talking to him. I guarantee you my grandfather said stuff that probably would have offended most Christians. But this guy kept sitting there, and he changed the environment over time. Now watch this. My grandfather gave his life to Christ. The moment my grandfather gave his life to Christ, he lit up that environment so much that people got born again simply because they saw the change in him. There were people that gave their life to the Lord simply because they said, if that man can change that much, then Jesus is real. And all he did was he allowed God to light him with his love, right? He allowed God to do that. We can change our environment. And this is the other thing to know is that light, when we know that we can light up an environment, know that we can change an environment, we give ourselves for the light of God to shine. And what happens then to the environment? Just that alone. Light affects darkness. Yeah. You know, John 1, 5. Uh, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And that, um, that word comprehend means something. O- overcome. Yeah. The, and the ESV says the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. See, the darkness mm-hmm. cannot overcome the light yeah. that has decided to let itself shine. Yeah. Well, the other day, Serena and I... Um, like we decided to just have a date night in and yeah. we just decided to pretend like all the electricity was out. So we just had candles and stuff like that. That's and we awesome. played board games and stuff. But like um like right before we went to bed we just had one candle lit and it and one candle, like one small candle lit up our whole bedroom. <laughs> you know? And like it's such a, it, it seems in itself like it wouldn't be able to have that much power, but one small light yes. has the effect Yes. has the effect to just drive out all the darkness yes. that's in the room. Amen. Um, so when he says the darkness can't overcome it, you can't add darkness to the room that no. that'll extinguish that light. No, the light the light extinguishes the darkness. It doesn't it cannot there's no way for it to work the other way. There's not enough darkness in the world yeah. to overcome the light of that candle. Yeah. If that candle is is lit, mm-hmm. then the darkness can't overcome it. Yeah. And that's just it. Mm-hmm. See the devil has convinced us that he's got more power than the light does. Yeah. And by the word, that's not true. It's so impossible. The, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. That, so the number one thing, and you got to know that Jesus is the light. And when we receive him, we are carrying the light. The question is, have we, according to this verse, put a basket over our light? Or are we allowing Jesus to shine? Mm. And when we know that we can change the environment, that's the first step. Yeah. Because once you know that you can change the environment, you start to expect it to change. Yeah. And you'll start walking differently. You'll apply faith towards yeah. that knowledge. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Yeah. Okay, so step number two, know, num- number one was know that you can change the environment. Number two, know that God wants you to change the environment 
and he backs you supernaturally. Mm -hmm. Not only can you change the environment, but he wants you to change the environment, yeah. and he's going to back you with this power. So number yeah. one, I can change it. Number two, God wants me to. Now I'm in yeah. the will of God to do this. This will give us a power. So let's read this verse, Isaiah 60, and verse 1 through 3. It says, Arise, shine, your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the people's. But the Lord will rise, will rise upon you, and his glory will appear upon you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the, to the brightness of your rising. So God wants us to be lit up, and mm -hmm. he wants us. He's saying yeah. right here, look, darkness and deep darkness mm -hmm. will yeah. be on the earth. In other words, he's not telling you like it'll never be dark on the earth. No, he's saying darkness will be there. Not only darkness, deep darkness will be on there and extreme yeah. darkness. I believe we're seeing that this mm -hmm. year. But here's the issue. He says, he says, arise, shine. Why? Because God's going to back you. And then he goes on to say his glory for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. But not only that, it says that his glory will appear upon you. In other words, it will, and then he says, nations will come to your light, mm -hmm. your light. So he'll take his glory and he'll make it your glory and yeah. you will shine. In other words, God will supernaturally light us up in darkness and supernaturally help us to change the environment. Uh, whenever I read that, it always reminds me of like whenever you go outside at night and you have one of those lights outside and you see all the like that all the bugs are attracted to the light they come, yes. they come straight yeah. to it like even the bats you know would fly yes. around around that light and so like whenever it says you know that the nations will come to your light they'll see something in you and it'll That's draw right. them in That's right. it's like a gravitational pull that i mean like whenever you're I, the, the, they say you can see like the light of a, a candle from like miles away yeah. if there's yeah, no in other no dark light. in complete darkness. Yeah. yeah. So like so what's it th if if there's only one light that's like and you can't see anything else you're automatically going to to focus and look towards that light. Yes. You know if everything if we turned off all the lights and clo closed up all the windows and had one candle everyone's going to be looking at that candle because that's really the only thing that you can see in, in yeah. the darkness is the light. Yes. And so that's kind of when it says nations will come to your light, like that's, that's, that, that's what I always think of. In yes. I, rem um, I remember one time I had an opportunity to be out in a desert and uh, what um, many of us don't realize is, I mean, we're in a decently rural area, but at the same time, we have what's called uh, light pollution. So I, if I just, I'm several miles out of our little town here, but if I look towards the town, there's almost, at night, there's a glow above the city. Literally, light is spilling out of the streets and out of the buildings. And there, it's not as much as maybe a big city, but it's still there. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was in, in the desert, and they have apps out now where you can take your phone or your tablet and like zoom around the sky and you can see all these clusters of stars and this, I mean, it can be just beautiful. You can't see it with the naked eye because of light pollution from cities and stuff like that. 
But one, one day I was in a desert way away from the city. So there was no light. It was just the only lights that were out there uh, were what were in the sky mm-hmm. and uh, was simply the stars. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and looked up and for the first, it's the first time I'd ever been in kind of complete darkness like that mm-hmm. without any city uh, lights, you know, yeah. close. And I could see what you could see on those apps and see all these billions of stars. You could see that. And you, I'd never seen so many stars in all my life. So here are these stars yeah. light years away. Yeah. And yet I could see all of them. And that's what you're talking about is mm-hmm. one light. Now, we're not talking about the light of God. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the glory. I mean... We're not talking about the light of God in the sky, in those stars. But when we put on the light, we're talking about the glory of God coming on. Supernatural glory of God. Mm -hmm. Imagine how much brighter that would be. I I, I was just thinking, um, I think it was Tiff Shuttlesworth. It was either Tiff or or Ted. He was like sharing how they went spelunking once. Yeah. um, Which is like you you rope down into a cave. And they, they got to a point where, like, it was so dark they couldn't even see their hand in front of their face. Yes. And so, they, and so uh, one of them said, hey, let's start to worship God down here, you know. So they started singing Amazing Grace. And as they began to do that, they began to see their faces start, were actually literally glowing. They, wow. they were able to actually see. His glory was yeah, manifest. Yeah, they could actually physically see, like, they could start to see each other each other's face in a place where they couldn't even see their own hands. I have not heard that story. Yeah. That is a great story. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But, but so there's an actual tangent to where in yes. its fullness, like Moses, yes. where his face Absolutely. was glowing and he had to cover it up. There's, so there, there's something that we can't, like, we can get a taste of, but in its fullness, you can see what yes. you can see it in Moses. Yes. And, and, and in great anointing, you can even see it, you know, in a cave. But like there's yes. a, an actual tangible anointing with that light. That that lit- that literally shines. We might not be able to see it, you know, in full bright light like this, but you can. But you can notice it. You know, yes. you can notice it in someone where where there's a light. There's something different about that person. Yes. You can, like, we can spiritually yes, recognize. That. Absolutely, and that and that's you know talking about his glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the verse that says, you know, our glory and our light and our lives should be getting brighter and brighter where it says yeah. every step, every day is getting brighter and brighter yeah. to the noonday sun. So if you can imagine like that day uh, when I'm looking up at these stars, and I see all these stars. Now the next day the sun is up. I can't see any of those stars. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the glory of the sun was so bright that I was, there was not seeing any other star. And that's how it is with the lights of the world versus the glory of God. The glory of God will stick out and it change. Imagine the difference between the night before uh, when I could see all these stars and everything to the environment and atmosphere change of the next day at the noonday sun. The whole atmosphere was changed. The temperature of the place was changed. So here, you know, step number one, know that you can change the environment. Step number two, know that God wants you to change the environment. He wants you, and he will empower you supernaturally. But here, again, here's the question. How do we step into uh, changing that environment? What's the first part of Isaiah 60? Arise, shine. 
So there's got to be an action taken on our... We can't just sit back and say, Oh God, please change 2020. Oh God, please... No, we've got to take action. That's why tonight we're coming to pray from 6 p.m. to midnight. That's why tomorrow we're going to win souls. That's why we're giving ourselves at the Holy Spirit service, coming to minister to the Lord with no agenda other than to just seek Him. Yeah. Right? Why? Because we are rising and shining, and we are called to arise and shine. That's how the glory comes. That's how the light turns on. That's how the atmosphere changes. We've got to take action based yeah. on these. Mm -hmm. So the next thing, the third step is, know that we start at blessed. Know that we start at, at a blessed spot. We start at a place of being blessed. Uh, let's talk about this story real quick. We'll just give you the scripture. It's in Exodus chapter 10, uh, verse 22 and 23. Exodus 10, 22 and 23. These are the people of God. The plagues are happening in the earth in Egypt. They're happening there. And all of a sudden, darkness covers the whole earth. But in Goshen, where the people of God are, what's going on? They got light. They have light. It's lit up there. Mm -hmm. They have the light of God, mm -hmm. right? And this is the people of God always have light available to them. Put that in the comments. The people of God always yeah. have light available to them. And so we got to know that our starting point mm -hmm. is, is a place of light. Yeah. Our starting point is blessed. Yeah. Know that your starting point is blessed. Mm -hmm. And if you go back into Genesis uh, chapter 12, verse 1 through 3, he basically tells Abraham there, mm -hmm. he says, you, you are blessed. Let, let's just read that. He yeah. says, go uh, ahead. Go forth from your, uh, from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great. So yes. you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. So every believer is starting from the place of blessing. Every believer always has light in them. Mm -hmm. The issue is not whether you have light. The issue is whether we are covering it up. Yeah. Right? There's light there. We must take off the cover of feelings. Mm -hmm. Take off the cover of emotions. Yeah. Take off the, the cover of what the environment looks like and let the light of God in us start to shine. Yeah. You can change the environment. Mm -hmm. God wants you to change the environment and will supernaturally empower you. And we three, we start at the place of blessing. Yeah. That's our starting place. Mm -hmm. Our starting place is a place of blessing. I want to speak to every person out there that's a Christian, everyone who's a believer. Right now, there's a light inside of you waiting to get out. And even if things have been going well, it's waiting to go higher. Right now, there's a supernatural glory of God waiting to get out more. Maybe we've lifted the cover some, but it's time for the body of Christ 
to lift off the cover for good and never put it back on at all. Never is the glory of God called to be throttled in our life. It says that we are looking uh, you know, now through, it's like looking through a glass dark, darkly. But it says we go from glory to glory, glory to glory, higher and higher. Every day, every step getting bright. It's time to take the cover off. Remove the bushel, remove the basket from the light, and let's change the environment. It's time to do it. And so many Christians are sitting out there and they've been beat up at times. They've fallen prey to the devil's uh, traps. Uh, They've fallen victim to these feelings and emotions. And you got to understand, let me tell you right now, if you are a believer... And if you're not a believer, you can be one. You can be in this position. But if you're a believer and you've been being beat up and you've had stuff attacking you, you've got to lift the cover. We're about to tell you how to lift the cover here. And the next step is take action. But here's how we have to do. We have to lift the cover up and we have to say, there's already light in me. I'm starting at the place of blessing. God wants me to carry his glory and he's going to supernaturally give me that power. I can can change my environment. You've got to get that on the inside of you. That's got to be stronger than what you feel. That's got to be stronger than what you think. You're carrying the supernatural glory of God inside of you now. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, you can. Glory to God. Yeah. Uh, Like my wife, like I I like to brag on her a little bit, but like she's a great example of this. You know, uh, like at her last job, um, you know, in social work, they were working with foster kids, and there's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of anger that's directed towards, you know, social workers and stuff like that. Um, but uh, one of the things that, that, that you know, her coworkers always said, like, because many of them would have a breakdown at least at least twice a week. Right. And Serena never had a breakdown in, like, the years, in yes. the years that she was there, you know. And, and like, they would be like, why, why, have you, why aren't you breaking down? Why yes. aren't you, like, you know, whatever? And as time went on, people would then come to her. She would give them a piece of chocolate and she'd encourage yes. them, you know, and like, and she got promoted, you know, because of that, because like the, she was able to shift the environment that she was yes. able to, yeah. to minister. And because of that, you know, several of her coworkers started coming to church and different stuff like that. You know, it was just yeah. like the, the environment was changing because she had a light in her that they didn't have, that yes. they, that they wanted and that they desired. Yes. And it was, it was, it's just really cool. You know, th- that's the real. way. Well, that's a, a perfect example of what the fourth uh, step here is. Yeah. And the fourth step is positive pressure. We talked yeah. about it on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We need to be a positive pressure. You know, yeah. what we talked about, if you didn't hear the message on Sunday, is there's something called positive pressure where if you take like this room and this room and a room that's adjacent to it, a room that's next uh, next to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, this room had positive pressure in it, yeah. then if you went to the cracks in between the door, you would literally feel a breeze passing from this room into the next one. Mm-hmm. In other words, it would be pushing into the things around it. It would be mm-hmm. pushing into the environment around it. Mm-hmm. Positive pressure. Many times what I've found is that Christians are not carrying uh, the thought of positive pressure, they're actually, and they're, it's not an ongoing thought. So what's happening is they're in their job at work, uh, they're with their family. A lot of times one of the worst things is their family and friends. 
Their family and friends are not going after Jesus, uh, but this person's trying to go after Jesus. But the people that they're hanging around are putting more pressure on them negatively not going after God than they are putting on the other way. I'm not talking about being forceful. I'm talking about carrying his glory. Carrying his light. And so what happens is the Christians are then affected and sometimes even backslide uh, and, or worse. And they go to the point where they're not affecting their environment at all. And that's not what they're called to. That's not their design. We need to be intentionally mm-hmm. always carrying positive pressure yeah. that overflows the glory and light onto others, the darkness doesn't overcome us. And here's the reason why that would happen. If we have that basket covering our light, darkness will start to apply more pressure, negative pressure towards us. But if we'll lift that basket off and let the light shine, it will automatically put a positive pressure on our environment. Mm-hmm. So the four steps here of this is, number one, know that you can change the environment. Number two, know that God wants you to change and will supernaturally empower you. Uh, Number three, know that we start at the blessed place. We start at blessed. That's our beginning point. We start at blessed. Number four, be positive pressure. Now the next part and the last part that we'll go through is, How do we apply positive pressure? What are the steps that we apply positive pressure with? And I want to give them to you real quickly, and then we're going to give you some notes on this. So how do we lift the basket off so that the full light of God shines, so that we can change our environment? How do we lift off that basket so we can apply positive pressure of the love of Christ into our environment and into our atmosphere? Here here are five steps. Number one, positive sight. Positive sight. Number two, positive hearing. Number three, positive speech. Number four, positive thoughts. And number five, positive action. Mm -hmm. So number one, positive sight. Positive hearing. Positive speech. Positive thoughts. And positive action. As we follow these and we apply these in our lives, we will allow the fullness of God's glory to flow through us and we will walk in a positive pressure of God's glory and His light and it will start to overcome sickness and disease in our home. It will overcome bad attitudes at our work. It will overcome a lack of favor. It will overcome lack in our finances. It will overcome a lack of health. It will overcome lack because the light and the glory of God changes the atmosphere and it and it'll bring about those things. So when I talk about positive, I'm not talking about some worldly, you know, motivational speaker. I'm talking about the things of God. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about godly things. Mm-hmm. So how do we apply positive pressure? We have positive sight, hearing, speech, thoughts, and action. So the first thing is uh, positive sight. We must set our eyes on things above. We must set our eyes on things above. You had that that scripture there. I'm going to look up another one as well. Okay. Go ahead and read that. Colossians 3, 2 2 says this. It says, set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on the earth. 
Set your mind on things above, not on the things that are on the earth. It's important for us. Like, again, that's whenever you're saying, um, you know, it's not, it's, this isn't just a worldly, like, positive, motivational, you know, yes. self-help kind of thing. Which, where does the world get that? It's, I mean, obviously these are things that are rooted in the Scripture, but without God, it doesn't have the power. Yes. You know, and, and so whenever it says, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, you know, um, it, we're, we're not here trying to do some self-help stuff. We're here trying to serve God yes. and honor God. And so we're fixing our, our mind, just like uh, I believe it's Hebrews 12, you know, when it says, fix your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of your faith. Yes, the you know, author and the, the finisher the of author our and, faith. Yeah, yeah, the author and finisher of your faith. That's where, where our focus is supposed to be. You know, that's how we run the race marked before us, yes. you know, by fixing our eyes on Christ. We must have positive sight, yeah. and that means setting our eyes on the things of God. Yeah. And why is this? Remember, Abraham had an environment before he moved into the promised land, yeah. and he sat and he was sitting there, and God said, look around, and all that you can see is yours. Yeah. And then God told him, go and walk through the land. Look at the things that I have given you. All yeah. right. So we have a lot of promises of God, mm -hmm. promises for health, healing, uh, intimate fellowship yeah. with God, restoration, protection, deliverance, yeah. saving. He's, we have all these positive things that God has already given us promises like he promised Abraham the land. He's yeah. promised us health. Yeah. He's promised us wholeness. Yeah. He's promised us abundance. Yeah. He's promised us life. Our job is to set our eyes of faith on those things, not on the things that we can see. Yeah. The just or the righteous live by faith not by sight, so not yeah. by physical sight, but by faith sight, right? Mm -hmm. And whatever we can see with faith, we can have. Yeah. Same promise to Abraham. So we need to understand that what we set our eyes on mm -hmm. is very important. Listen to this verse, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, verse 17 and 18. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. For our momentary light affliction... And hear that. God says, God says it's momentary and light. Now, either he's lying or we have many times misconstrued what's actually going on. Yeah. Either it's momentary and light or it's hard and heavy. One of us is lying. Our feelings are lying to us or God's lying to us. Well, it's not God. Yeah. It's our feelings. It's many, uh, the other day, uh, Kevin and I were talking about how we can be in a situation and our mind, what we're setting our eyes on mm -hmm. in faith, can add a pressure that's not really there. Uh, I just posted something on Instagram, I think a day or two ago, about that, that we many times apply more pressure than is actually real mm -hmm. because we're setting our eyes on the wrong thing. Yeah. And this, this verse proves that. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. In other words, God says, I see that you are in some affliction here on the earth. He said, but as you're stepping through and sowing yourself for me, I'm, I'm creating a glory for you that's yeah. eternal. Mm -hmm. And it does not compare to what you're going through. Yeah. It does not compare to what you're going through. Verse yeah. 18, wow, and here's how we go through it. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Yeah. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 
The things which are not seen are, are eternal. So we need to set our eyes on the promises of God. This is a positive sight. Set our eyes on this promise. Set our eyes on everything that God is up to. This is how we apply a positive sight. Yeah. Do you yeah. have anything to finish I mean, that? God's just a visionary God. He's always trying to increase our sight. He's always trying to increase our vision. When, yes. Like when God made that... Um, when God told Abraham, I'm going to make you into a great nation. Yes. Like, what does that mean? Because Abraham was old, his wife was old, his wife was barren, they didn't have any kids. But then God took him to a mountain, said, okay, look look up at all the stars. You know, like we were saying before, look yeah. at all those lights. Look at all the stars. You know, I'm going to make your descendants your descendants as numerous yes. as the stars, you know? So he was giving him a vision. He was giving him a positive sight, you know? Like, yes. despite what you you see and despite what's going on physically or, you know, don't look at the things of this world, you know, the Bible yes. says in yeah. uh, Romans, I believe, or Hebrews, you know, where he, like, he didn't not even count his, consider the deadness of, yeah. of Sarah's, Sarah's womb. womb. Yeah, yeah. Romans. He didn't consider it. Like uh, he, but he fully believed that God um, was able to do it. He fully believed that yes. God was able. You know, he was fully persuaded. Fully persuaded yeah, that fully what assured. God said, he'll, he'll I think do that's it. Romans four. Yeah. So like, so um, God gave him that sight. God gave yes. him that vision. And the only reason he was able to attain it is because he held on to it. Yes. And he didn't consider what he could see. He didn't walk by yes. sight. He said, if God said it, that's going to be the truth. Amen. You know, even with Isaac, you know, sacrificing Isaac, you know, uh, I, I don't know if it's the same verse or if that's in Hebrews, but, you know, the, uh, the New Testament says I, he knew Isaac wasn't going to die. Yeah, you know, he knew that even if he did, God would raise him from yeah, the that dead. God could raise Hebrews him from the 11. Dead. Yeah, yeah. Beca because God made a promise that through yes. Isaac, I'm going to do this. Yes. So when God made that, that, like, Abraham wasn't just some weird, crazy guy getting ready to murder his child. Right. He knew that, that, that it was going to, because he told his servant, the boy and I are going to come back. That's right. God's going to provide a, a, a lamb for right. sacrifice. He he knew, so he wasn't. He was just walking by faith, not by sight, not by the things going on. And, and um and that's and again that's the blessed place that we start at. But we have to be willing to walk in that same vision that God gave Abram. Yes. You know that that I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. God is able to do what He said. Yes. Well, I had I had written a note down here too, and looking back at verse eighteen of Second Corinthians four mm -hmm. is so. Imagine I'm in uh, an environment, or I'm in a situation, and imagine that it is not looking good. It looks dark, right? Uh, maybe you get a bill from a bill collector and mm -hmm. you don't know what to do with that. Uh, maybe uh, you get a bad report at the doctor. Maybe you get a phone call about something that a family member or a friend is upset with you. Uh, maybe you're, uh, you know, believing God for a job. You're believing God for a relationship. You're believing God uh, for anything. Uh, and it just doesn't look like it's happening. It's not going quick enough. It's yeah. not the way it needs to be. Something's off, things like that. Okay, all right, you're in that situation. Now, what we need to do is physically kind of intentionally in our mind and in our sight is have a timeout. We need to timeout and look at this again. While we look not at the things which are seen. Mm -hmm. So the first thing we need to start doing is stop looking at the darkness. Yeah. Stop staring into the darkness and look to the light. Mm -hmm. and, and stop looking at the darkness. 
Stop looking at the darkness. Please put it all caps in the comments. Stop looking at the darkness. Stop looking at, we got to have positive sight. And looking in the darkness is negative sight. Okay, see that. He says, but we look at the things which are not seen. We look at the things which are not seen. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? How do we do that? Yeah. And God gave me years ago an example of if we could see the veil between the physical and the spiritual. Over here in the physical, it may look dark. Yeah. Uh, things we can see may look dark. But if we could see in the spiritual, and listen, you can see in the spiritual. It's right here in this Bible. Mm-hmm. You can see the promises right here. And there's promises. All the promises are yeah. right here. Yeah. Everything you need is right here. When he said, I want you to have life to the full till it overflows, that was a promise that carries everything in John 10, 10. It's a prom- Every promise is in that one verse. Yeah. Every good thing. And God's not withholding any good thing for those who walk uprightly. Mm-hmm. Who are the ones who walk uprightly? Well, one thing we can do to walk uprightly is have positive sight. Mm-hmm. Look at the right things. Look at godly things. Look at godly promises. Mm-hmm. Not look at the physical things and the darkness and the negative, but look at the promises of God. Mm-hmm. But if God was sitting here in the spiritual and the veil was removed so that we could see, we would see God in fullness of light, fullness of love, fullness of his glory, we would see God in all of his fullness being God. Mm -hmm. You would see him, you know, if if that was you and you were able to see it, you would see his love for Buddy. You would see how he's working on that situation. He's turned, he gave you a word about that just last night. I'm doing stuff, and what he was saying is, I'm doing stuff you can't see yet. I'm doing stuff you can't even see yet. Just give yourself to me and watch what I can do. I'm giving you stuff. He's working on stuff. He's being God. He's setting things up. He's moving pieces in time, ready, so that when all of a sudden it's time, in that fullness of time, everything that is spiritual manifests right here in in you. See, if we will stop looking at the seen, but look at the unseen, watch this, the last of that verse. For the things which are seen are temporal or temporary. That word means the things you see, they're subject to change. They're subject to change. Your environment is subject to change. Your environment is temporary. And if we will look at the things which are unseen, but the things which are not seen, they're eternal. They will stand. They will last. How do we change our environment? Stop looking at your environment. Look at... God. You want to change your environment, have positive sight, which is looking at the goodness and the uh, the blessings and the promises and the character and nature of God. Stop looking at the darkness. Stop looking at your environment. Look at God. Look at Him. Positive sight. The next thing is positive hearing. Okay, Uh, Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing Mm -hmm. and hearing by the Word of God. Now, If you were looking at the full context of that passage in Romans 10, it would be the Word of God preached. So faith comes by hearing the Word of God preached, right? Yeah, like in that passage, he's talking about like, how can someone believe on him whom they have not heard, and how will they hear if no one tells them, and how will anyone tell them if they're not 
sent. I think, yes. I, I and how will bit. they be sent? You know. Yeah. Yeah. If, um, and if people are not giving towards sending them, is the yeah. context of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, so how will we be able to have the site? Yes. Know, to to um to have the, the faith positive site. site. Yeah. If if we're not if we're not constantly taking in the yes. faith to have that site. Yes. So we need to be, like the message we're talking about right now, the, what we're doing literally right now, what you're yes. doing literally right now, you're doing the best thing you could be doing to yes. ensure, you know, that you get that sight, that you, that you get that speech, the thoughts, you know, is yes. by ingesting the word. Yes. Amen. Yeah. And that, that's and where it comes. That's exactly right. And so what happens is when you get around mm -hmm. preachers yeah. who are not looking at the environment, mm -hmm. but preachers who are looking at God, they're walking in positive sight. Yeah. They will preach a positive word mm -hmm. and now you will hear positive. Mm -hmm. you, you will have positive yeah. hearing. So now... and. The word basically tells us this. Listen, if you've got somebody who claims to be a Christian, but they're not walking in fruitfulness, mm -hmm. then he says, I don't even want you hanging around them. Yeah. I'm, 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 putting, I'm paraphrasing it. But he says, look, if they're not walking in the anointing, they're not walking in fruitfulness, yeah. they're not walking in power, I don't want you hanging around them. Yeah. So yeah. you're looking to have positive hearing. You've got to get around preachers that are fruitful. Yeah. You have to be around fruitful pe preachers, mm -hmm. preachers who are winning souls, preachers who are making disciples, mm -hmm. preachers who are operating in power. People yeah. are getting healed, delivered, set free, mm -hmm. demons cast out, miracles yeah. are happening. Preachers who are moving in supernatural revelation... Mm -hmm. Right. In other words, they're not just preaching the same thing every day. They are in a relationship with God and God is opening up supernatural stuff to them. Mm -hmm. Not only that, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, these gifts and manifestations of the Holy Ghost. You want to see people, you, you want to be around preachers where people are walking out going, uh, that pastor needs to get his microphones out of my house. You want, you want ministers yeah. that are operating supernaturally. Yeah. And the fifth part of fruit is that they are operating in the fruit of the Spirit themselves. Mm -hmm. Love, joy, peace, patience, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the whole list of the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. And the fruit of the Spirit's being uh, manifested in the people that are yeah. there and attending, right? Yeah. So you want to get around ministers and listen to the word preached by ministers yeah. that are operating mm -hmm. in fruitfulness. Yeah. Be followers of those who through faith and patience inherit have, the yeah. promises. Yeah. They're not just talking about inheriting. They actually, actually have the promises manifesting yeah. in them. And when you get that kind of positive preaching with the sight, they have their sight and their faith on God, then you're going to start hearing positive. Mm -hmm. You're going to start hearing positive. Yeah. And that sight, positive sight and positive hearing, mm -hmm. it's an action that you, all of a sudden the light starts to rise in you. Yeah. Like you get around a preacher that's operating in this, mm -hmm. you'll feel different by yeah. the end of the message. Mm -hmm. You'll feel like something clicks inside yeah. of you. Have you? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm just saying like it works in the other direction too. Like yes. I know a lot of people, you can tell, you know, um, you can tell who people are, have been listening to based on, you know, how they see the situation of all that's going on around us. How, like, and I'm not just talking about just people in general. I'm talking about Christians. You can yes. tell the, the, the preachers that they listen to, you know. Like, you can listen to the same preachers on a regular basis who don't teach faith, who don't, like, yes. give you higher vision. Yes. 
And they're just saying, oh, well, you know, the world's just getting darker and darker every day. Like, they don't have a positive vision. They don't yes. actually see what actually is taking place because they've been listening to just a bunch of, you know, uh, just sad, miserable preaching. You know, like, there's a lot of really popular preachers that are just known for, like, crying, you know, yeah. all the time. You know, and it's not, it's not building you up. It's just really tearing you down and making us just feel miserable about our faith. I, I, well, hold the rest of your thought, but yeah. let me add to that right there. If you are around preachers that always talk about the environment, but they're doing nothing to change it, yeah. they're not believing God in faith to change it, mm -hmm. that's the wrong preacher. If all they're always saying is, ah, oh, California is just crazy, mm -hmm. land of fruits and nuts or whatever, something like that, instead of doing something yeah. about it and praying yeah. and believing for it and yeah. speaking and confessing, it's the wrong preacher. Yeah. But it works the, in the other yeah. direction, you know. Like, I, I've learned, I've learned the power of who I'm, of who I'm yes. listening to yes. and, and, and the preachers that I listen to. Um, cause, because I've grown up listening to one kind of preaching, yes, and th and then one and then I encountered one preacher who was actually manifesting this stuff, and I started yes. listening to them, and then I began to realize the more I li the more I listen to to, yes. to this kind of preaching, this kind of teaching, my life begins to gravitate and starts manifesting yes. the fruit of that of that preaching, yes. and so then I started okay, these people who I used to listen to, I'm just pushing them away because there was actually no fruit that was being yes. born out of listening to them. I felt like I was, you know, I, I would get some some neat little nu brain nuggets, some you know? logic, yeah, yeah, but but there was never actual fruit. I was yeah. never actually yeah. challenged to step out and to rise up. Yes, and, and so like the power of who I was listening to and who I was surrounding myself with, especially in the in regards to preaching. Yeah, um, it completely it completely shifts. Tell 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 if you would don't don't name names, mm -hmm. but tell tell everybody what you told me about going to school and what you didn't learn the whole time. Oh well, I mean, I went to Bible college for four and a, for, for four years, um, or for three year, three of the four years I was yeah. in Bible college. I, I never learned how to win souls. Um, you never, you never won a soul one on one during the whole of Bible college. No, or, or like in in, pre, one, in yeah, a even, service maybe, yeah, but not yeah, one on one. Not, not or, one on one. Not, not just in to. Bible college, even in the first four and a half years of ministry. You know, like I, I would yeah. win from the pulpit, but I like no one ever taught me, no one ever trained me to win souls. Yeah. That, that was never a priority. I was never taught that that was a priority. Yeah. Um, I, I was just—I was essentially just taught a lot of strategy, a lot. Like I was given a book. This is how you, this is how you do a, a, a you know, a, yeah. you know, just different things, you know. But but not not really how to win souls. I was never taught, you know, how to heal the sick. Yeah. You know, I, well, I was, well, you know, I mean, I was even in a denomination when one of the where one of the core doctrines is divine healing, you know. But yeah. I was never taught, you know, how to pray for how the to sick person. Get it how, to manifest. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't taught how to. I was I wasn't taught any of that. It was just all natural, you know, soulish, just yeah. kind of logical, you know, the business of ministry rather yeah. than the actual work and, and of the ministry. But see, and that's just it. That's the issue. That's what Jesus basically yeah. says. People will come to me and they'll say, "Lord, Lord," but you don't do what mm -hmm. I say. And he and he backs it up a lot in yeah. John 15, saying, "You know, you've got to have fruit, mm -hmm. and if you don't have fruit, you'll." Yeah. So we can't. We're not talking about 
talking about fruit. Mm-hmm. We're talking about producing fruit. Yeah. And you know, this is why it's so important. And so who you hear is important. You were saying it goes in reverse as well. That, that was actually the next point is mm-hmm. a major, major problem that I have seen with believers, including myself at, at one time, was they don't separate themselves from the uh, negative talkers, mm-hmm. and so they are constantly yeah. hearing negative, and they're actually walking in negative all the time because everybody they're around, uh, in other words, they'll come to church on Sunday, and maybe their church is doing good, mm-hmm. but throughout the week and on the weekend, they're hanging out with everybody that's not going after God, and they don't realize that every negative word that they're hearing is basically coming against their life going forward in God and then they wonder why they struggle and why God doesn't come through and it's not God's doing it's their own by by placing themselves around not just not just the wrong ministry or the wrong preachers but they're placing themselves amongst friends and family Mm -hmm. and acquaintances that are not going after God. See, when you get around people that are going after God, it's easy to get sucked into uh, the, the flow of that. But if you get around people that are going away from God, it's easy to get sucked into that. And while you're saying, I want to go after God, but everybody I'm hanging around is going the other way, you're always going to be at a standstill or, or going backwards because it doesn't work. We have to have positive hearing in our life. We have to have it. So, number one, if you want to lift the basket off of the light in your life, if you want to change the environment, you have to have a positive pressure in your life towards that positive action. These are the actions. You must have positive sight. You must have positive hearing. You must have positive speech. Mm -hmm. You must have positive speech. Uh, This is something that really bothers me. Uh, and, and it bothers a lot of people. And, and hear this. I want everybody right now to hear this. I, or put this in the comments, we must have positive speech. Yeah. Something that really, really, really bugs me is when you have uh, groups of people or cliques in a church and they'll sit around in their little group and talk negative about other people. Yeah. That is messed up. That's not positive speech. And they'll say, well, I don't like this about that person, or I don't like this. I should never hear that about any Christian talking negative about another Christian. Ever. Ever. Never should that come. You know, okay, we've got to deal with an issue because somebody messed up something. That's different. I'm talking about sitting around talking about, in other words, let's say that you've got person A, B, and C, and person A is talking to person uh, B, and they say, you know what, I just don't like the way person C is doing this. I just don't like how they do life. Uh, I just don't like that. I don't like how they say this. I don't like how they do this, this thing. That should never happen. That is a negative speech. You're confessing negative over the person and you're breeding negative into the people. Yeah. Christians should be the ones that lift each other up, yeah. not tear each other down or talk bad about them. They yeah. should lift each other up. Well, obviously, that should also go along with the people that we're hanging around. If we go hang around people that are always talking negative about other, other people, that's going to affect us negatively. Yeah. We need to have positive speech in our life. Mm-hmm. Do you have yeah. anything on that part? Well, I, all I can think of is just um, in regards to not tearing other people down, how demonic that is. You know, It's the accuser. Yeah, yeah. The devil's the accuser of the brethren. Yes. Um, but also, you know, the devil's the... 
it's a sin to cause division. It's yes, a sin. Yes. Obviously, it's a sin to gossip, but that well, essentially what you're doing is you're you're trying to put a wedge between the people you're talking to. Yeah. And even the if you don't mean about. to, yeah. that's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 causing division. It's causing disunity. And the thing that Jesus, one of the things that Jesus desired most within the church is the unity. Yes. You know. And so, and so, you know, talking negatively about someone, which is always rooted in pride, you know, yes. it makes us feel better about ourselves. Yeah. But um, it's or fear or, or yeah. fear. Yeah. Um, it's causing division. It's causing a wedge, and that's always rooted in something. Well, in when you do that, you're at, you're gossiping. You're causing division. The very things that God says not to do. Mm -hmm. And then two things happen. Number one, you're going to be honored in your life, and your atmosphere is going to be changed as you honor God. So mm -hmm. you're not honoring God. So you're you're actually causing your atmosphere to go backwards. The mm -hmm. second thing is in Romans. It actually says that the thing that you judge, you become guilty of. Mm. And so I can't tell you how many times I've watched people point the finger at somebody else, mm. and just a few months down the road, they actually end up being doing the same mm. sin. Wow. I've watched it time and time and time again. So if we do not watch our words about other people in gossip and division, if we're just, look, we might not be trying to, go, might not be trying to cause division, but we're doing it because we're gossiping. You know, mm -hmm. uh, we might not be trying to gossip, but we're moving into that negative speech, and we actually end up gossiping. You got to watch that. You better check that, or else your environment will. You, basically, you pull the light, you pull the basket down on you, and now darkness will very soon envelop you mm -hmm. because you didn't check your speech. Mm -hmm. And of course, the Bible is known as the great profession or the the great confession mm -hmm. we are actually called to only speak see yeah. death and life is in the power of the tongue if yeah. i'm speaking negatively about or gossiping about somebody i'm producing death like even with california you know if i'm speaking negative about california mm -hmm. then what am i not producing. I'm made in the image and likeness of God. You're made in the image and likeness of God and your words are powerful. Yeah. Our words are powerful. Mm -hmm. And if I keep talking negative, then I'm literally uh, trying to, whether I know it or not, produce that negative. Yeah. But if I'll speak, they're coming out of that. The light of God is going to shine in California. Yeah. The light of God is going to shine all up and down the West Coast. Yeah. They're going to have revival in Jesus' name. If I start speaking that, mm -hmm. my words are powerful. They, and God can produce those things there. Yeah. That's the kind of people we want to be. Yeah. And that's the kind of people that change their environment. Yeah. We want to be like God. And God's yes. the one who calls things that are are not as though they were. Yes, And yes. it goes back to the thermostat thermometer. You know, yes. uh, Jonathan Shuttlesworth says it this way. He says, don't use your words to describe your mountain. Use your words to move the mountain. That's we're great. Call, we're called to use our words to move the mountain. If you yes. say, not pray, but if you say with your mouth, you know, yes. be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. So, again, that goes all the way back to the first point, you know, believing that we can, you know, yes. make a change. With our words... You know, and with the way we speak, we those positive confessions, those positive words, you know, yes. speaking life over the situation has the ability to rewrite you know, yes. the situation. Yeah. It moves mountains. Well, and see, we could be in a situation like, let's say that we're sitting right here and, you know, somebody comes, you know, behind the camera and you see them uh, do something stupid. All mm -hmm. right. Uh, that hasn't happened today, so I'm going to make this up. But uh, <laughs> let's say that you see somebody behind the camera, you and me, see somebody behind the camera, 
and uh, we're not live on the air yet, mm. and we see somebody do something stupid. Mm. And then I go, man, did you see that stupid thing right mm. there? Did you see what they just did? Yeah. Did, can you believe they just did that? Can you believe they just said that? When I, when I say that, what am I doing? I'm gossiping about that person. Mm-hmm. I'm accusing that right mm-hmm. there. And here's the thing. There's many of us, and I'm going to challenge many of us. We need to go back to the person that we spoke to wrongly. We spoke about somebody else or something like that, or we spoke negative. It might not just be about another person. It can just be not speaking in faith. We need to go back to them. We need to apologize and say, you know what? I said this, and I was wrong. I caused you to, watch this. If I did that, I caused you to think negatively about that person. Mm -hmm. That is the opposite of what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be uplifting and and pulling you up and even your thoughts about other people, Mm -hmm. not pulling them down in your eyes. I'm, I'm operating on the devil's turf and not God's turf. And the truth is, we need, if we... If the Holy Ghost brings something up to you that you've done, and I've done this, I can't tell you how many times, and he, and he says, you know what, you said this about this, this person to this person. I want you to go back to that person you said it to, and I want you to repent and apologize for it. You need to do that. You need to do that. This is the seeds of division that the devil uses to pull our environment into darkness, to pull the basket down over our light. This is how the small foxes ruin the vine. I didn't really realize how strong this point would be. We need positive sight. We need positive hearing. But we need positive speech. In Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8, he basically shows us how to change our environment. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written within it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. In other words, you will make your environment prosperous. You will make your environment successful. How do we change it? We meditate on on the book of law. That word right there means that we mutter it, that we confess the word, confess the promises. We must have positive speech, not just positive speech about other people. We need to take these promises and we need to not say, I'll never get out of this debt. We need to say, I'm out of debt. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the lender and not the borrower. Why? Because our situation has been that? No. Our environment has been differently. But because God said, that's who you are. You're the blessed of the Lord. And no matter where your debt has been, you're moving right now. I'm receiving right now to be the lender and not the borrower. And that, see, when we'll confess those things, we'll make our environment successful and prosperous. Positive speech. The fourth thing is positive thoughts. And see, if we start thinking positive, Mm -hmm. hearing positive, speaking positive, that all helps us to uh, think positive. We need to think on things worthy of praise. Philippians 4.8, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, that means a good report. Mm -hmm. If there's any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Dwell on these things. In other words, what he's saying is, let me wrap up every thought that you should ever have and let me put it in this capsule. 
the only things you should be thinking on is if it makes you lift your hands in praise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't make you worship God, if it doesn't make you worship God, mm -hmm. then you don't need to be thinking on it. Yeah. So uh, just, just the other day, uh, I was having a conversation and, uh, you know, something similar to this. Imagine this. Imagine that you were in, uh, or imagine that I was in financial debt. I could barely pay my bills, right? Imagine if I was in that place and then I saw you and you were like, you know, a millionaire. It was like you had plenty of money plenty of favor, plenty of promotion, and it was just growing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what's the tendency of our environment in a dark environment to look on you? The tendency would be for me to look at you and go, God, I wish I had that. Mm -hmm. And so what are we now thinking? Our thoughts are now thinking what we don't have. Mm -hmm. We're thinking on what we don't have. Yeah. What are we looking at? We're looking at the darkness. We're looking at the environment. Mm -hmm. But if I'm, so now I'm thinking on not positive thoughts of God, not on mm -hmm. the promises of God. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking on the opposite of that. Yeah. But God says, don't, don't uh, think on those things. Think on things that are worthy of praise. So I, what I should do is I should look at you and say, look at the blessing of God on his life. Yeah. And if the blessing will work on his life, it'll work on my life. Yeah. And I, I can have that same thing. And I'm coming out now. I'm coming out now. I'm, and I'm praising God for the blessing in your life because if I'm, I know right now, what I'm also thinking is, what's God up to in my life? I might not can see the full manifestation yet, but God is being God on my behalf. And I, just when I look at you, it gets me excited for what's coming in my life. It's going to be that good. It's going to be that great. Now I'm thinking on things worthy of praise. Same thought, same situation. One's negative. One's positive. And the more I think on things worthy of praise, I lift that basket, the light comes, and the environment changes. Yeah. You have anything on that? No, that's good. Amen. The last thing is positive action. Positive action. We must take positive action. I've just listed a couple of these positive actions uh, for us to do. One is we must enter, we must rest and relax. In positive action, we must rest and relax. Salvation of the Lord is always found in the rest of God. Yeah. There's, a sal there's a rest and a salvation that's available for us today. You see it in Hebrews chapter 4. There is a salvation of God that's available today, and it's always found in resting yeah. in Him. Mm -hmm. See, if you're anxious and you're worried and you're scurrying around to get all your work done... And not in rest, you're not in faith. Faith and rest go hand in hand. And if you don't have one, you're not going to have the other, right? Yeah. Faith and rest, we must learn to relax. Even in the midst of the storm, like mm -hmm. Jesus on the boat. Yeah. The disciples were scurrying, fearing for their life. Jesus was asleep on the pillow. In rest and relaxation in God, we've got to learn how to do that. That doesn't mean that we're being negligent. It's actually when we learn how to be in faith and rest in God, when we don't get weary in well-doing, when we, when we learn how to put our uh, emotions and our feelings down, we enter into the place where faith can work. 
We enter into that place. And what are we doing? We're changing the environment. Mm -hmm. Out of that place of rest in the word of God to go to the other side, Jesus comes up to the top of the ship, speaks mm -hmm. to the storm, and peace and grace go to work. Yeah. Supernatural. He changed his whole environment because he knew how to enter into the rest of God. Yeah. We must enter into rest mm -hmm. intentionally. Mm -hmm. you know, I can't tell you, uh, a few weeks ago, some, a word came to me, and uh, it was not a good word. Uh, it, was a, it was a reality. It was a physical fact, uh, but I, and I was not happy about it, right? And I found myself getting out of rest. Well, I've learned to recognize that, learned to recognize the emotion of fear, learned to recognize the emotion of anxiety and worry, learned to recognize that. I recognized it and I said, no, I'm going to rest. Mm -hmm. And I've, I intentionally entered into rest. And immediately I felt the peace of God come in. I knew everything was going to be all right. And it was. It was 100% all right. No problem whatsoever. Had I not done that, I don't believe it would have been the same. I changed the environment by intentionally resting. Yeah. All right. Uh, in, you see Hebrews 4.1. Therefore, let us fear or let us have extreme reverence that if a promise remains of entering into his rest, any one of you may seem to come short of it. In other words, God's saying, at all costs, enter into rest. Mm -hmm. Rest. Yeah. Rest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> rest. Um, I, I was thinking about that Marvel character, sleep. You know, <laughs> rest. <laughs> what was the? Mantis. Mantis. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sleep. <laughs> we need to learn how to do that to ourselves. Rest, you know. Mm -hmm. All right. The next thing is we need to uh, learn how to put on hope. Mm. So in Philippians 4, we just read verse 8 yeah. uh, about taking our thoughts captive uh, is in uh, 2 Corinthians uh, 10 mm -hmm. and verse 3 through 5. But it goes hand in hand with Philippians 4, 8, which mm -hmm. think on things only they are worthy of yeah. praise. But before that, it says rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. That means to put on joy. Yeah. All right. So hope is joyful, confident expectation. These are the fruit that you should see. You should see people in joy. Mm -hmm. You should see people in confidence. Yeah. You should see them expecting the good things of God. Yeah. And that should be, and those are the people you want to hang around. Mm -hmm. But that should also be who we are. Yeah. As we carry hope and put on hope on purpose, put on joy, put on confidence, yeah. put on expectation, we change the environment. So we talk about it almost every Sunday morning that when we come into a Sunday morning service or any service, we should come in in expectation. We shouldn't come in thinking, well, we're just going to check the box and have another normal service. No, this is not going to be a normal service. God's going to do big in this yeah. service. God's going to do great and mighty things today. Today, my life's going to change. Even on Lunch Plus, today, in what's the word, my life is going to change. I'm going to receive the things of God I need. It's changing today. See, when people will put on expectation, God has put himself liable to feel that expectation. Yeah. If we'll put on joy, God has put himself liable to give you something to have joy about. If we'll put on confidence, he's made himself liable to manifest something that will give you something to be confident about. So we got to learn to put on hope. And that hope will cause God to come in and manifest a different environment. Because we're putting on hope and we're entering into rest. As we do that, 1 Peter 3.15 says... 
You are called to be ready to give an account mm. for the hope that's within you. Yeah. What does that mean? That means when we put on hope, mm. the environment yeah. has changed. Mm -hmm. We've changed the environment. And people around us are like, why are you different? Yeah. Something's different. They're, and what they're seeing is the spiritual light of God. Mm -hmm. Something's different around you. Why are you so joyful? Why are you so confident? Why yeah. are you in expectation? Mm -hmm. Why is this? Yeah. And, the, and we got to be able to say, it's because of God. Mm -hmm. It's the light of God. It's the glory of God in me. We must own purpose, enter into rest. These are actions. Yeah. Enter into rest and put on hope. And of course, the action uh, that all of this is talking about is we stay in the fellowship of God. Yeah. The, the last action is we stay in fellowship with God. Yeah. We stay in fellowship with God. That means we have the word Prayer, prayer, the Word, and worship. The Holy Ghost leads us in prayer. The Holy Ghost leads us in the Word. And the Holy Ghost leads us in worship. Prayer, the Word, and worship. This is intimacy with God. And as we enter into that place, Acts 17, 28, that we talked about yesterday, in Him, we have life to the full till it overflows in our environment. We move. We move to the environment we need to. And we have our being. The being everything that needs to come into being comes into being as we stay in him. Yeah. So how do, we, how do we change our environment today? We know that we can. We know that God wants us to and will empower us, right? Yeah. We, we know uh, the third thing. Let me go we, to it. We start at we blessed. We start at blessed. Mm -hmm. And the fourth thing is we have positive pressure in our life. And how do we have positive pressure? We have positive pressure when we put on positive sight. We have positive hearing, positive speech, positive thoughts, and positive actions. When we'll do that, we change our environment. We lift the basket and the light shines and the environment, the darkness cannot overcome that. This is how we change our environment and any Christian can do it right now. And I'll say it again because it seemed like it was such an important point. No matter how you feel, uh, let's just speak to somebody who doesn't know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, you can know him and you can have the supernatural light and glory of God right now today and your environment will change. Now let me speak to believers that have had uh, felt like they were enveloped in darkness. This is the key that you got to know. Right now inside of you because of Jesus, the light is there. All you have to do is lift the basket, and we just told you how to lift the basket. Walk in fellowship with God and apply these things that we talked about. Now let's talk to the Christians who have it good. What you have it good, if it doesn't look like heaven, you can have it gooder. Yeah. You can have it better right now if you will move into that. If you will lift that and change your environment, you can have it even better. So right now, let's just pray this. Pray it with me. Just say, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. I ask you, save me from a dark environment. Save me from average. Save me from mediocre. I will do whatever you say. Jesus, you are my Lord and the director of my life. I believe you died for me, and I believe you took my sin on you. I'm telling you now that when you took my sin, I'm not going to turn back to it. I repent from being that sinful person, and I believe 
that you took that sin, buried it in the grave, and I believe that God brought you back to life. And when he brought you back to life, he brought me back to life as well. I believe that Jesus, I'm in you, and you are in me, and we are walking in the fullness of your light. Jesus, I ask you, baptize me with the Holy Spirit and with fire to be who you've called me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Right now, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it with your heart, today, you could have, had, you could have been a Christian before, but you just took that basket and you lifted it even higher, and now that glory is spilling out in your life. You're on the way to changing your environment. You're already doing it right now. Another way, uh, I just invite anybody that wants to. This broadcast is always given to you. But there's people that want to sow. I want to be a part of what you're doing. I want to get the good news out. God wants me to sow into what's right and into Boomerang Church. I want to do that. That's you today. You can give in Facebook. You can just type in hashtag donate and then the amount after it. Or you, anybody can go to givebc.org and sow into it. If that's you today, when we do that, we literally plant seeds that God will bring into a changed atmosphere and environment and harvest in our life. It's a literal way to change our atmosphere and, our, and it's one of the great tools that God has given us. If you do that today, we just want to agree with you. Lord, any, anything that anybody is sowing, anything that anybody is giving today, Father, we want it to be blessed pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Everybody that has sown into this service, Lord, let it supernaturally change. Let their environment change. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to God. Barrett? Amen. Well, we thank you so much. Well, I'm talking. Can you see me? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> we thank you so much for being on with us today. If you are in Stanley County, North Carolina. Y'all have about four hours. We're going to be starting our very first Holy Spirit weekend here at Boomerang, and we would love for you to be a part as the Lord leads you. Tonight we are going to be having prayer night here at the church from 6 p.m. until midnight. For those of you out of state, we are going to be live streaming that, but if you're in the state and you can get here, get here. It's going to be a blessing and it's it's not the same online as it is in person. So if you have the ability to get here, definitely get here. But next week we are going to be back with a brand new fresh live content for you 11:45 each and every weekday morning. Going to be kicking it off Monday with another awesome installment of what's the word. We love you very much. Be blessed. And if you are able to be a part of Holy Spirit Weekend, you're not going to want to miss it. You can go to our Boomerang Facebook page and find the event, find more information about it. We would love to have you be a part. But have a great rest of your Friday if we don't get to see you later. And we'll see you Monday morning, 11.45 a.m. Same bat time, same bat place. We love you. Have a good rest of your day. <laughs>